What's up, everybody? For another episode of the Second Stringers NBA podcast, this is an episode that is only one of a few still remaining to feature the regular season as we're reaching the tail end of the regular season right now. This episode, we'll talk about the NBA standings, um, the worst loss, probably of one of the top five worst loss in NBA history with the Memphis Grizzlies. No surprise there. Um, we'll give some more taken thought updates, um, updates for the Western Conference and the Eastern Conference. But first, um, here's a here's a trivia question for you, Sean. And it's not really so much a historic one, but one that's has more to do with the current state of the Golden State Warriors. Um, <laughs> All right, what do you got for me, Alan? Can you name one? Can you name the starting five for the Warriors since Durant, Curry, Thompson, and Traymond Green have been out? So basically, like the last three uh-huh. games. Okay, uh, oh. <laughs> that's a fun one. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So Swaggy P, I know, has been in the starting lineup. Yep. That's that's a that's a great one. Uh, I think that Kevin Looney has been in the starting lineup too. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay, we'll go with. Um, is Javale McGeeven starting too? Yeah. <laughs> he yeah. Has. All right. I didn't think you were All gonna right. get that one. I thought you were gonna go with Zaza. <laughs> Good. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess the Warriors are finally starting to see who the real, actual good players are on their team. Finally. Yeah. So you got three of five right now. Three you of two. five. Okay. Uh, David West. No, not David West. No. Not oh, David okay. West. Man, I'm not following this close enough. All right, you got two um, more chances. Three strikes, you're out. <laughs> gosh, who's that? Who's that guard? Is Patrick McCaw still play for them? Yeah, Patrick McCaw is, is in Patrick there. McCall? Okay, so you yes. got one, you got four or five. <laughs> four, I got four or five. Okay, I, I feel like if I was gonna get a hundred percent, there nothing. So I failed. Okay, so yeah. All right, so you you got Nick Young, Patrick McCall, Kevin Looney, Javel McGee, and the last spot goes to Quinn Cook. Quinn Cook, I would not have gotten that one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, no surprise there. This is a ten day G, the former G League player. Um, he's in here playing two guard or playing point guard or three at times for the Golden State Warriors since they've lost Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, basically their top <laughs> their guys. Whole lineup. Yeah, their whole lineup. Yeah. Um, Man, I guess, I guess the G League players aren't just reserved for starting spots on uh, the Memphis Grizzlies. They're they're making it on to championship caliber teams these days too. Yeah, that's that's great for Quinn Cook. Yeah, how what 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 a way! I mean, one day he's playing in the G League, the next day he gets a call and he's playing for the defending champions. Um, <laughs> Pretty epic. Yeah. So, oh, here's another one for you. Um, I was kind of exciting excited about some of the things that happened this weekend one of them was the 76ers clinched the playoff spot um yeah that was awesome so the last time they clinched the playoff spot was in 2011 2012 nba season can you name a player that was on that team oh yeah for sure is uh andre Iguodala. okay okay that one's easy all right can you name the <laughs> second one alan iverson no no iverson no he wasn't on that no oh what I could have sworn he was on that. No, and there was no. Uh, he was. Uh, he might have been on Memphis by then or something. Oh man, yeah. Oh man, yeah. Because I'm messing it up because I knew. I know at one point they were on oh. that team together. Yes, you're right. Two, two AIs on the same team, which was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. He was on that uh, team, but it was not okay, this one. Okay, but he wasn't this team. Okay, dang. Oh gosh, <laughs> that's all. I'll give you a hint. One of them. There was a former Clipper on this team. 
A former Clipper? What? <laughs> a former Clipper was on this 76ers team. Yeah. Like, how former are we talking? Like, um, he was, dr- well, he wasn't drafted by this team. but I- By the 76ers? He wasn't drafted by the 76ers nor the Clippers. But he played his best years easily by far with the Clippers. Oh, oh, Elton Brand. Elton Brand. <laughs> there it is. Yep. Last time this that, team made the playoffs yeah. was, was was with an Elton Brand, a young Andre Iguodala, a Spencer Hawes, oh, Thaddeus oh, yeah. Young, a Judy Spencer Meek. Hawes was also a former Clipper. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, so I guess you... he was he was terrible. <laughs> yeah, I agree. But um, let's revisit since the playoffs race is like heating up and everything and the west it seems like it could change tomorrow who's who's in playoff position <laughs> i thought right. it'd be cool to sort of revisit what las vegas thought the playoff seedings were going to look like back in september 26 so on the east you had cleveland winning it uh boston in second toronto in third washington wizards in fourth milwaukee bucks in fifth miami in sixth Followed by Charlotte, Philadelphia, and Detroit with the eighth seed. Oh, so they couldn't even decide between those three. Yeah, so they who's going to get that last spot? Yeah, so Vegas predicted these basically these last three teams to tie, and then Charlotte getting the tiebreaker, 76ers following that, and then Detroit uh, getting the losing end of that. Yeah, well, I mean, the, the obvious team that they definitely left out was the indiana pacers yeah they did uh yeah i mean total surprise to everybody including us who we we get a lot of stuff right you know we we have a good intuition i like to think yeah um but yeah and then i guess i guess the biggest disappointment out of that group would be uh charlotte yeah who would have thought uh, yeah i mean you got kemba walker is one of the great players in the nba dwight howard's had a resurgent year and they, uh, yeah, they just still couldn't find a way to win in a uh, East that everyone thought would be pretty weak at the start of the season. Yeah, Nicholas Batum, I don't know what he just collecting paychecks and going on vacation every day or something. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Michael Kidd, Gilchrist, nothing, nothing. Jeremy Lamb's been pretty he good. He does okay. Yeah. yeah, he's been. It's hard to say something bad about him. Who else do they got? Marvin Williams is okay. See, the thing is, like, yeah. you named Frank, Frank the Tank. Yeah, Frank the Tank. I guess they <laughs> lost him for a while. They lost Cody Zeller. Yeah. It's it's they're just they're thoroughly average though. Yeah, it's weird. Like now that we're naming their names, I'm like, well, actually, you would think this would be a pretty good team, but they're just not. They're even worse Kemba than Detroit. Walker. Kemba Walker is great, but he's just not that guy that you can build around to make like a playoff caliber team right like he's not good enough i agree i'd say yeah he's like a step below damian lillard yeah yeah what a shame that yeah they didn't even end up getting a trade done he would have been a great addition to some of these teams but it's just it's kind of hard to see where he could have been maybe cleveland i guess i don't know yeah (laughs) and then also i mean uh they had toronto as third going into the season but I don't think anyone would have predicted that they would win the East this year. Right. Not only uh, win it, but, I, yeah. <laughs> but they're running away with it. There's really no, <laughs> yeah. there's no, there's no suspense there at this point anymore. 
Yeah, and and I mean it. It kind of is a little unfortunate too, just because Boston has had a slew of injuries. Like nobody could have predicted that, and like now Kyrie's injured too. Mm-hmm. Um, he's making that uh, fifty-five win total for the Celtics really close. I've been keeping an eye on that the last few weeks because I know I made that bet with you at the beginning oh, of the season. That's right. I was hoping about the you, Celtics. I was hoping you forget <laughs> about it. At the time, there was a time where it seemed like okay, this isn't gonna happen. And then they just slowly come creep back, creep back. Like there was that yeah. stretch where they <laughs> they lost Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. Ky- they, are, they still don't Marcus have Kyrie. Smart. Marcus Smart, Kyrie Irving. Yeah. So I was like, oh but, wow, they're gonna drop. Yeah, some games. now they're on a now they're on a five game winning streak. Uh, Fifty two and twenty three right now. Uh, that leaves them with just seven games left in the season. So if they go three and four, they get to that fifty five wins. Oh, man, come on. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. I like my odds. Yeah, the Cavaliers, too. They had them winning this, the Eastern Conference, but I don't know. Hard to bet against LeBron. Yeah. I want to say, like you said, oh, nobody could have predicted the injuries that happened to Boston. That's true. But I'm not sure if it would have been. You can easily say that nobody would have predicted some of the drama that ended up happening with the Cavaliers. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you could, but you couldn't. You can always count on LeBron being a storyline, right? In in many capacities. Yeah, even when uh, it's not- I don't think people thought Isaiah Thomas was gonna be like that huge drama bomb, though. Right. I kind of had a feeling that it, he wasn't gonna be the guy that everybody thinks. Like he wasn't gonna come out and be Celtic Isaiah Mighty It right at the start. I think he kind of shot himself in the foot a little bit by coming out way too early, and then I mean, what we're seeing now, obviously, it's. I don't even think it's a matter of that. I think it's just a matter of he probably should have just opted for surgery and taken the whole year off. Right. But, yeah, now he's making the right decision. Yeah. Uh, but that's – yeah, that whole storyline was ridiculous. And Kevin Love even being injured and, like, the panic attacks. Like, so much ridiculous stuff. Yeah, six J.R. Smith throwing soup at his coach, you know? Yeah. It's just that kind of stuff. It's like, this is what the team is known for this year. Right, and then you yeah, just <laughs> so funny. Yeah, and then you trade like most of the dudes on the roster. Um, then you bring right. you bring all these new guys in. Yeah, that's definitely not something you can predict. Maybe right. you can... It, it makes for a great game of zones fodder, though. <laughs> that's true. But let's go to the Western Conference here, where Vegas had Golden State winning. Can't blame them there. Nope. <laughs> you got the Rockets in second, San Antonio in third. And this is the one that I was so skeptical about. I was like, I don't know about this. And I'm, I wish I would have been a lot stronger with my opinion <laughs> because it's that's the one that's obvious. Well, no, there's actually I mean, more. There's you, actually- can't, you cannot say like Oklahoma City is not have a chance at the fourth seed. No, yeah, yeah, you're right. No, I think – so San Antonio here is – the one they got wrong, but oh, there's actually the, okay. But there's actually one that's even worse than that one, and we'll and I'll get to it because you got okay. San Antonio at third, you got OKC at four. Yeah, you're right. They have been. They actually currently are at four. Minnesota right, yeah, at five. Yeah. That makes sense. Minnesota at some point has been at number five, like three days ago, four a week ago. <laughs> right. Denver at six. Yeah, that's kind of wrong. Yeah, but like they're still playing well. Yeah, they just. They're just not quite ready. I don't think they thought like there'd be this many West teams with this many wins at this point. Right. 
And you got Clippers at seven, which is possible. It's possible. Yeah. I'm, man, I'm crossing my fingers. Yeah, New Orleans at eight. Okay, you're a little bit wrong yeah. there. It doesn't look like that's where they'll be. Portland at eight, definitely not there. But this is the wrong. This is the one that they easily got. <laughs> not close. Not even a mile. Not even a meter close. Memphis finishing with Memphis the eight Grizzlies. seed. Oh, uh, <laughs> hey, I mean, think th- Mike Conley, man. It all yeah. comes back to Mike Conley. If if he was healthy, I feel like this team would be a slightly above, like five hundred basketball team. You know, right? I think I think that. That was definitely factored in. If he was there, they wouldn't have fired their coach. They wouldn't have got all these G League players to play for them. They wouldn't have started tanking. Yeah, it's just it's just really unfortunate. Yeah, I I I agree. Yeah, Con, you put Conley in there. I think they're fifty one. They're above the Lakers, but I don't think they're anywhere within uh, the Clippers and and the Nuggets because then the Clippers. Yeah, they're just they'll just be hovering in their own spot at this point. But oh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I was surprised that they they did give them the chance to get the eighth seed at the beginning of the season. Even mm-hmm. yeah, like you were saying, the, they d- as far as talent goes, um, there's no way that I, anyone would have predicted that they would have made the playoffs um, at the beginning of the season, ourselves included. Yeah. Um, but I mean, we have to tip our hats to Utah, who uh, didn't make this list at the beginning of the season, and. Look at them now. Yeah, the- sitting in the eighth seed, and looking like they are gonna make the playoffs at this point. Better odds than not. Yeah, out of all these guys, out of so if you count like Clippers, uh, Nuggets, Timberwolves, Spurs, who else you want to put in there? Basically them. Um, I guess you could put OKC, but I'm not sure. They've actually been pretty good. They got a kind of a buffer, but anyways, for the most part, it's the Spurs. Timberwolves, Nuggets, uh, Clippers, and Utah. Out of all those, I think Utah has been the most consistent. Um, and they yeah. obviously don't have any injuries faulting them, at least not at this point. Well, neither well the Clippers. Yeah, they have some of those big oh, ones. Dude, yeah, <laughs> the Clippers have plenty of injuries. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a miracle that we're, we're this close to making the playoffs despite everything that's happened to us this season yeah so let's roll right into the the current western conference status so the nuggets are obviously the one that are starting to fade out of this race um a a game and a half behind the eighth seed and they lost gary harris who's who's their starting two guard and he's been playing he's had a heck of a year um he's he's been out for the last week and a half now and it looks like he'll be out for another week so that's a tough blow for this team who already was having some issues closing out games and Gary Harris come would come in and he would be a good force to put some good shots in and obviously they miss him now since they've been losing some games down the stretch and right and they're losing yeah. they're losing out on this race right yeah i mean Gary Harris is a fantastic player uh excellent scorer uh excellent playmaker and and no uh, i they they were finally at full strength with uh Paul Millsap coming back and you thought they were going to make a a last month or so push to mm-hmm. get in that playoff race but uh this is going to hamper them a little bit and it's really starting to to fade for them with the rest of these teams really finding that urgency um that they're realizing like it's the end of the regular season we have to close out our games so that we can ensure that we have a spot in these playoffs and mm-hmm. uh, the nuggets the nuggets are just a young team um they're 
they haven't quite figured it out yet. They have a pretty terrible uh, home away split. <laughs> yeah, uh, probably one of the worst in the league, honestly. <laughs> like as far yeah, so at home they're twenty seven and ten, which is very good. <laughs> like up there with Golden State. Yeah, but then their away game they're thirteen and twenty five. Yeah. I mean, so that <laughs> that that just speaks to youth and inexperience. I think part of it has to speak to the altitude of Denver. Well, what do you yeah, think about yeah, that? <laughs> it's a, I mean, it's a huge home field advantage, sure. Yeah, but then like, I don't think I would call them like that bad of a team. Like away from Denver, I wouldn't expect them to be thirteen and twenty five. Otherwise, like that's really bad. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I I agree with you there. Um, part of it's just yeah they're they're young they don't really close out games very well um they've kind of been figuring out their lineup as well as the season's been going on it took a while for Jamal Murray to make this surge that he has um and yeah and they're trying to rework Paul Millsap in there but now they lose Gary Harris tough for these guys yeah next year I think they're gonna improve again though so I'd definitely keep an eye on them yeah all lies are definitely on that Nuggets organization. Hopefully they maintain patience um, because, I mean, I know they're itching to get back into the playoffs and they really thought this was their year. I, I like I like what they got going. I think they're, they're running a smart system. Their roster is solid. I don't really see why they should change anything unless you get a shot at like a Kemba Walker again in the offseason or something like that. Yeah, it's just so hard because, I mean, this, this is a playoff team in the East. Yeah, this true. team this team is literally the Miami Heat of the West, as far as like they have a bunch of great play like very good players, above average players, mm-hmm. and a, and a really good big man, but no superstar. Yeah, and they just they they make it work, and they, ironically they both have the same record right now at forty <laughs> and thirty five, um, at the time of this podcast. But yeah, they just are unfortunate to be in a different conference, and yeah, it's hard because you feel like you have to make a move if you're denver but if you're miami you're like we're chilling yeah we have everything we need right um yeah it sucks just a matter of circumstance yeah so how about the clippers who um have to give their hats off to Jalen brown who just kind of gave a little dimper of hope to their playoff hopes as the my or the boston (laughs) celtics take down the utah jazz really by just what is it the final possession they came down and took that game yeah, I mean, I didn't see the game, but I saw the final scores, 97-94, and Jalen Brown hit that last three to finish him off. Nice. Um, so, yeah, bless his heart, man. Like, <laughs> we needed that in the worst way. And then the Clippers just sending a pounding to the Suns tonight. <laughs> uh, we're just one game behind the Jazz now for the eighth seed. Um, and the Timberwolves are right there, too, in the seventh seed, um, just a half game ahead of the Jazz. So, man, th- it's really going to come down to the wire. And... The fact that the Clippers have made it through most of March still in it, I think is a great sign because five of our last six games are at home. <laughs> to finish the season off? Yeah, to finish the season With off. With no back-to-backs, so, right? Um, I don't remember. No. There might be a back-to-back in there, but our last game's against the Lakers, so we'll for sure win that one. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no more Isaiah Thomas. Like, And it's so funny that you mentioned the Lakers because I feel almost embarrassed because our last podcast episode, I made the declaration that the Lakers should go after 500, and I felt pretty good that they were going to get it. And who knew that as soon as we were done with that episode, the Lakers were just going to blow every single game. <laughs> <laughs> and Isaiah Thomas yeah. is now just out for the season. Like, I knew Isaiah Thomas was not going to be uh, become MVP Isaiah Thomas. Or really, like, 
I thought he would just go out there and score 20 points. And I thought that'd be enough. You know, that's enough for the Lakers to maybe reach 500. But, oh, no. Yeah. And, and Brandon Ingram getting hurt, right. too. That, that was a killer. Yeah, Josh Hart was out, uh, too. Josh Hart's out. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it stuff like that happens. Like, it, at the point that we said it, it looked like the Lakers could be 500 because they were super healthy. Yeah. But, yeah, I can't. I'm going to give us that one. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So Shaq, I was watching uh, TNT, obviously the game players only or whatever, but Shaq was talking Mm -hmm. that he thinks the Clippers were Sherlock to make the playoffs and everybody on the desk laughed at him. But, and I did too at home because I, I didn't think this team had a shot, but now that Utah lost (laughs) and while doing some research for this podcast, I looked at what's left in their schedule and they actually do have a good shot at this. So they got the Trailblazers, yeah. Pacers, Spurs, Jazz, Nuggets, Pelicans, and Lakers. Um, it's, it's it's not an easy schedule. No, it's not an easy schedule, but they do because they play against the Jazz, the Nuggets, and the Spurs here, like they have a and shot. And the Pelicans. Too. And the Pelicans. They actually have a shot at, you know, controlling their destiny here. Like these are three big games. Like if you beat the Spurs, you beat the Jazz, that might just be the difference maker there. Right, there's a lot of swing potential here. Oh man, it's this is coming down to it, man. I'm getting so nervous. Yeah, and then you look at let's see, let, you look at who they're up against. The Timberwolves. They still don't have Jimmy Butler. They've lost four of their last six, including a loss to the Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah, that was a bad one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was watching a little bit of the end of that game, and Jimmy Butler's just staring in like disbelief. They have like the camera pan over to him. Yeah, it's so sad. That cannot like, happen. It was a it was a home game for the Timberwolves too. Oh my god! And I was just like stunned. Like, why did the Grizzlies win this game? They shouldn't have done it. No, nobody wants. I mean, the it's like it's not even like the Memphis Grizzlies want to win that game. Yeah, <laughs> man, <laughs> nobody wins in that game. They both lost. Yeah, so you have that going for them, and what they have. On their schedules, they got the Mavs, Utah, Nuggets, Lakers, another meeting with the Grizzlies, and then the Nuggets again. Oh, that That's much softer. Yeah, it's a little bit softer, but... But they can lose to bad teams. They can. <laughs> and if the Nuggets have any spirit in them, playing against them twice, that's going to be... I'm assuming at least one of those is going to be in Denver, too. Right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So so that man, that Utah Timberwolves one is interesting though because like whichever team loses, like they will probably be the one that's closer to being out, like that the Clippers would replace mm-hmm. by the end of the season. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. So like, yeah, I mean, you got a couple cl- uh, key games: the Clippers, Clippers, Jazz, Clippers, Spurs, Clippers, n- Nuggets, uh, Timberwolves, Nuggets, Timberwolves, Utah. Like these games are gonna have playoff atmosphere like legitimate playoff atmosphere uh when these games Man. are going and then for utah this is what they have they have the grizzlies the timberwolves lakers clippers lakers warriors trailblazers that's pretty tough yeah that's tough I, I mean i think i think it is tough except for the grizzlies yeah i'm gonna be honest the lakers are a pretty tough matchup they are and uh, you know i don't know what to say about this laker team honestly i want to say <laughs> that they're not and then i also, i want to say that they're they're not and then i also want to say that they are just because they're young and there's a chance that they they're going to want to close this season off hard 
Um, Brandon Ingram's oh, sure, coming yeah. back. I'm sure he's excited to hit the court. But then part of me also thinks, well, they because they're young, it's possible that they're just they've already thrown the towel in and they're just ready to. They just want to play. They just want to get minutes regardless of what the game outcome is. Yeah, I, I I'd like to think that they're they're more proud than that. Mm. I think they want to win these games. I think they want to see how close they can get to 500. Yeah. It's, they have nothing to lose at this point, too. They've already committed to not tanking. There's no reason to tank because they don't have their own draft pick this year. Right. So, yeah, I I think they're just going to play the season out strong. Um, I think I think Lonzo's a guy of good character. He's going to keep all the troops motivated. Luke Walton's a young coach. He doesn't want his guys to get demotivated just because – they have no chance at the playoffs anymore. Like, I don't know. I, I believe I believe that they're going to finish it out strong, and maybe they can give the Jazz a couple losses for us. Yeah, we'll see. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like if you're Magic Johnson, I guess your rally cry would be, don't give the 76ers a worthy pick and win some <laughs> games because that's, yeah. that's where the pick is going. Um, yeah, it's true. If you just get sure. some of these games away, essentially you're making – the 76ers even stronger because they already got a hell of a team and if and if mm. this laker pick i guess out of the stroke of luck somehow ends up breaking somewhere pretty top in the top spots and the 76ers are only getting stronger yeah pretty <laughs> insane yeah but, but yeah the spurs yeah let's um, look at the spurs they're coming up next yeah we got uh them going up against the thunder the rockets the clippers lakers man the lakers show up in all of yeah. these guys schedules mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, the Trailblazers, the Kings, and the Pelicans uh, to finish off their season. This right here. All these schedules are pretty tough, yeah. man. Wow. I got to say, though, the Spurs schedule is the tough one, the toughest one, I think. And they're, uh, yeah. And I yeah. think because of that, they're the ones that are actually going to lose out. And I didn't. Whoa. I didn't. <laughs> I was like not leaning towards that. I thought it was going to stay the way it is. But I actually, after looking at all this, I think the Clippers are going to sneak in there. The Spurs are going to be the one out. These are That's a big take right there. Yeah, I I see it. I can see it happening. It's tough. They don't have Kawhi Leonard. LaMarcus Aldridge is now a question mark. Um, he hurt yeah, his knee. True. You got the Thunder, the Rockets, the Clippers. I just can see, I see them stealing this game, and that right there is just going to swing the tables. Uh, Ooh. And Trailblazers and Pelican, Pelic- and I mean, outside of the Kings, like the Kings one's an easy one. Yeah, yeah. I don't think the Pelicans are going to take that last game very lightly. Oh no, of course not. No. I thought that game will even still be determining seating. Yeah, that last game, yeah, like somewhere between four and eight. Like there, there's going to be teams that are one game separated, and that that could easily be one of them. Yeah. So after looking at this, what do you what are your thoughts, Sean? Dude. That take you gave just totally blew my mind. <laughs> I, man, it, I really just want to have faith in my Clippers. That is a tough schedule there at home. I, I think the Timberwolves are going to be the one out. You think the Timberwolves are going to be out? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Just like their schedule is the softest, but they're also the softest. Team. <laughs> That's true. There, there is some truth to that. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm going to go with the Timberwolves. You're going to go with the Spurs. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Spurs. I the I don't know. I don't I don't love the Timberwolves, but they have some star power, I guess. Well, they do. Carl Anthony Towns is a star, 
but he is a soft defender. He's soft. I don't yeah. know. Andrew Wiggins is soft. Andrew Wiggins is Jamal soft. Crawford is definitely soft at this point in his career. Yeah, Jeff Teague is he's a good player, but sometimes I question his decision making or I don't he just goes a little bit too I'm not really sure what goes on with him sometimes. <laughs> I think he tries a little bit too yeah. much. Uh, Derek Rose was obviously nothing that did nothing well, for this. He, team. He, apparently, he's hurt again. I I don't know how that happened. Yeah, he played like three minutes. Yeah, so I th- I still believe in the in the wo- I still believe in the in the young cat, but the Spurs I think they have absolutely nothing going for them. Tony Parker's Man. old, Ginobili's old. They have Greg Popovich going for them. Unless Greg Popovich can put a Spurs jersey on and go out there and get twenty oh, and ten. <laughs> <laughs> no amount of oh, coaching is going to help them. Wo- that is not. You know that's he. He is no. You're not giving him enough credit at all. I mean, come on. They have to win. Let's see. I would say if they want to stay stay in the playoff race, they got to win at least. What do we got? Four, five, six, seven. They got to win five of these next seven games. Five of them, you think? Yeah. Ooh, I I don't know. I don't think that. I think they'd have to win four of them. Four. Yeah. They're already like two spots ahead of the Clippers. Hmm. So if they went four and three, the Clippers go what, they have seven games left also? Yeah. Yeah. So Clippers would have to go even if the Clippers went five and two and the Spurs went four and three, the Spurs would still be in the playoffs. Hmm. What did you say? The Clippers need to go five and three? Four and well, three. Well, um, no, they need to go five and two. Five and two. They they have seven games left. Yeah. You think the Clippers can win five of these games? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think they beat the Pacers, the Spurs, um, the Jazz. Well, beating the Spurs the is going to Lakers. Beating the Spurs is going to be a huge swing. Oh yeah, for sure. But I still like the Spurs. They just have to win four of their other games outside of the Clippers one. Mm. I think that they can beat. The Lakers, the Kings, and the Pelicans. It'll be a toss-up for the Thunder, Rockets, and Trailblazers. They'll probably... Well, the Rockets one's interesting, too. Yeah. Because how hard are they going to try now that they've basically clinched the first seed? That they is They actually true. rested James Harden on Tuesday. They didn't really need him. They still walloped uh, whoever, some tanker team. Yeah, you see, that's but, the thing. I think the Rockets <laughs> can still beat the Spurs even without James Harden. Yeah, I think they can, too. But it makes it more interesting. It is interesting, but I'm I'm gonna stick with it. I think the Spurs are gonna be the odd one looking. They're gonna be looking out. They're not gonna be hey, in this playoff race. They're not joining you know, the boat. <laughs> <laughs> in either scenario, the Clippers make the playoffs. So I'm happy with either one of us being right. Yeah, I, I, I was counting them out, but looking at these schedules, um, looking at what the Spurs and the Timberwolves have, I think Utah's a lock. I think they're going to be there for sure. Yeah. I think the Nuggets they, are they've done. They've just been playing way too well. I mean, barring any injury to Gobert or Mitchell, like this, this team's looking to make it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the I I got to believe in the Timberwolves. I think they're still there. They got a lot of weapons, but the Spurs are just so they're losing. They're just they they don't have Lamarcus Aldridge. They don't have Kawhi Leonard, and there's no hope that he's going to come back. So I don't know what they're still clinching on to. Greg Popovich. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> but I guess the guys that aren't in this conversation, the Trailblazers, most likely going to stay in the third seed. Can't yeah, say for sure. I think sure, that's pretty solid. But there's a yeah, good chance. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> for sure. 
you, there's no way like the Thunder come in and take that. The Blazers are playing way too well. Yeah, okay, see, just Carmelo Anthony, I mean, I guess you could point the finger at him. He's he's just never he has yet to really explode or do anything to make OKC seem like a legitimate legitimate threat to the Trailblazers or any of these teams up there. Yep, they should should have kept cancer, man. Yeah. Stash Bros, Stash Bros for life. <laughs> That's true and McDermott too. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, Dougie McBuckets might as well throw him back in the mix. <laughs> right. So let's uh visit the Eastern Conference where the Pistons Let's just count them out, I guess. They're <laughs> out. They're they're done for. There was a point in uh, like a few weeks ago where I could I could have sworn that they were trying to tank. <laughs> it was so sad because they were just losing a bunch of games by like pretty sizable margins. Yeah, and I'm like, are they trying to get a better draft pick as like <laughs> the ninth seed in the East? It seemed like that, but they just suck. It's hard to tank when you're that far into the season in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, you're that far <laughs> in. Like you made a trade to basically try to help yourself be competitive. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's just that team. I don't even know if like another year is going to help them become a playoff team. They just are stuck in stuck in the Blake Griffin muck of that contract. Yeah, they are, and. There, yeah, there's no silver lining to that. And you still have, you you got Reggie Jackson on the books as well. Andre Ooh. Drummond. God. Yeah, I don't see that team going anywhere, especially cuz like all these other eight east these eight seed eight one through eight seeds above them, they all seem like totally solid, not going anywhere. Yeah. Only getting better in a lot of cases. Exactly. So, yeah, I don't see any breakthrough happening for the Pistons soon. Yeah, the Pistons are almost in that same spot as the Hornets, except the Hornets don't have a... I mean, they got money committed, but not not Blake Griffin money. Not Blake Griffin <laughs> money. <laughs> yeah, they're almost... Ju- yeah. They just got to, I guess, play it out or hope that something... They just get lucky? I'm not... I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. I didn't realize how much I wouldn't miss Blake Griffin. Yeah. And I knew this I was going to happen. I thought I would miss him a lot. <laughs> I was really sad. But then, like, I kind of just forgot about it. Yeah, he's a great player, but he's not, like, irreplaceable. At least not. I I mean, you can't. I mean, yeah, there's players out there that can do the one-on-one replacement. But his skill set and what he brought to the Clippers, I mean, Tobias Harris is replacing that alongside with the other his other compartments that came. Bobin, man. Bobin. Bobin's my new hero. Yeah. <laughs> I love that guy. And Spence. And, I mean, Avery, Avery Bradley would be contributing, too, if he wasn't hurt. Right. But um, and, that's the Clippers for you. Oh, how did I just forget his name? Spencer Hawes? No. Spencer Hawes. <laughs> no, not Spencer Hawes. <laughs> <laughs> no, not Spencer Hawes. Who are you thinking of? Oh, dreadlock guy comes, Clippers? comes off the bench. Oh, Montrez Montres Harrell. Montrez Harrell, yes. Mo- Montrez like Harrell. The opposite of Spencer Hawes, man. <laughs> yeah, Montrez Harrell has found him, himself in a good NBA career now after with Blake Griffin oh, leaving. Yeah, he's got, I, I love Montrez Harrell, man. Yeah, he's a good player. He's he's, he's he, he's just he goes so hard every, every second he's in the game. He's just mm-hmm. so much energy. An extremely soft touch around the rim for a big guy. Yeah, great post moves. Yeah, it's just awesome, man. I I love his game. Yeah. So let's get back to the Eastern Conference here, where the Cavs, Pacers, and Sixers only separated by one game for the third to fifth seeds. 
Wow. Um, it's a surprise here that Cav the Cavaliers looked for a while like they're gonna trend down and they're gonna get that they third just seed taken. Stick on that third seed for the entire season. It's ridiculous. Yeah, they lose it for for a bit, and it's like, well, looks like that's where they're gonna be. Maybe if, <laughs> even if Kevin Love comes back, just because the Pacers looked like they were so good, or even the 76ers yeah. were gonna take it, but they got it back. But they're still in danger of losing it. Um, right. LeBron James just playing, just going absolutely nuclear the last few games. Um, I mean, if you pick, he's had to. Yeah, he's been playing like the best guy in the NBA. Um, and Kevin Love, guess what? He's out again with a concussion. This guy just cannot stay healthy this season after already Man. missing 21 games with his uh his broken bone in his hand. What do you? Th- right. Yeah, and the panic attacks this season. Yeah, it sucks for Kevin Love. Yeah, and J.R. Smith has yet to find his shot. He's actually he's yet to find any form of NBA starter quality skill. <laughs> I don't know what's happening to him. Yeah, that's a big mess. But hey, I mean, on the 76ers side, yeah, they they're they've got nothing but green lights ahead. They've won eight games in a row now, and their golden boy Markel Fultz <laughs> finally returns to the court. Yeah, the funny thing is, even though Markel Fultz has returned, we still don't know, like, what the hell actually happened to him. <laughs> Nobody knows, man. Yeah. Apparently his shot is totally normal now. Yeah, so he didn't really answer any questions, like, as to why he was even out. Like, was it for four shoulders? Games. Yeah, like, there's, we still don't know what the hell happened. But anyway, he is back in 14 <laughs> minutes um, in his debut. Pretty modest, pretty good. Uh, 10 points, 5 for 13, 8 assists, 0 turnovers. It was That's a fantastic stat line. Yeah, it was against the Memphis Grizzlies, which yeah. was probably <laughs> a conscious choice on the 76ers right. <laughs> side, I would guess. <laughs> yeah, bring him back against the one of the worst teams. Help his confidence a little bit. Yeah. And with that win, they're they're looking a half game behind the Cavaliers, and they only have eight games left with only two against playoff opponents, and including two games against the Atlanta Hawks. So the 76ers oh, wow. <laughs> actually got one of the softest schedules in the NBA left. Man, and yeah, that that makes the third seed very likely for them, I would think. Yeah, I think so too. And the 76ers becoming a third seed. Is it possible wow. that we may see them in the Eastern Conference Final? Whoa. I don't think so. <laughs> De- I don't think so. It's either it's going to be Toronto plus either um, the Celtics or the Cavs still. Yeah. So this. <laughs> so if they take the third, that would have them playing against the Celtics in the second round, Cavs in the second yeah. round against Toronto. You don't th- well, so I guess I guess the, the you beg the question: Does Kyrie Irving come back for the second round of the playoffs? That's true. Yep. And if he does, then the Celtics definitely beat the 76ers. But if he doesn't, then that's anybody's game, really. Yeah, that that would be interesting. You'd see Ben Simmons with Markel Fultz, two rookies in the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, I mean Joel Embiid, who's second year, third year technically, but just. In his second year of playing like a full basketball season. Yeah. Dario Saric in the same situation. Super young team. Easily the best young talent in the league. Yeah. Um finally bringing it together. Yeah, crazy. But I guess I guess we have to mention these these guys. Not 
they're not going to have any huge impact on the overall bigger NBA picture. But if you're a fan, the Heat and the Bucks are only half game from each other for seven and eight. They're essentially just racing against one another to see who wants yeah. to get eliminated by the, Bo- the Boston Celtics <laughs> or the Toronto Raptors. I don't know, man. It's going to be interesting because Kyrie is looking to miss that first round of the playoffs. That's true. That is true. And if, if he misses it, like one of these teams could definitely upset the Celtics because – I mean, the Heat are a great team. Like, Hassan Whiteside's a great player. They have a ton of good role players. Gordon Drogic made the all-star game mm-hmm. by default. Yeah. <laughs> Just by injury woes. But, and, I mean, the Bucks have Giannis. And they they gave I'm pre- they played the Raptors last year in the playoffs, right? Yeah. And, yeah, and they brought them to six games, from what I remember. And it was, it was a pretty close series. Like, it was a really good series, so... I wouldn't count either of these teams out, even though they are in the seventh and eighth seed. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited to see what how the Milwaukee Bucks look in the playoff. I'm inclined to think that they're going to be a better team in the playoff than this regular season, just because they have the star power of Giannis and Jabari Parker hasn't yeah. been looking too bad out there. And Chris Chris Middleton, man, Chris Middleton has really turned himself into a high quality NBA player too. Yeah, I've been telling you guys for like I, the last two years, dude. Chris Middleton's my man. Yeah, I was not a believer. I was like, okay, Chris Middleton, he's getting shots and he's getting minutes. Of course, he's gonna be looking. He's gonna get. He's gonna stop. He's gonna have some good games. Like it's just, how are you not? But Jabari yeah. Parker's come back and he's still just knocking shots down, creating his own shot. Um, he's a good player, man. He is a good he player. Needs, he needs a full season, like like Joel Embiid. He needs a full season healthy to really show what he can do. Yeah. So this Bucks team is interesting. I hope I'm not overhyping them, but I do think that there is something there. And like you said, if they do get matched up with the Celtics, they don't have a healthy Kyrie. We could end up seeing an upset, or if we could end up seeing, I don't know if you remember this, the Chicago Bulls Boston Celtics playoff series. With a young Derrick oh, Rose that, and Ben Gordon, Bulls? yeah, yeah, I don't. Th- that team was crazy cool. Yeah, it might not be to that level of excitement, but it could be a, a first round series that gets pushed to seven games. Yeah, I'm so excited for these playoffs, man. I, I just, ah, we're so close. It's so insane. Only two weeks away. I know. We're almost there. We just got to get through the what the final four and. The March Madness national title game, and then it's <laughs> right, like there. Yep. And then it's all basketball for a nice two months, all NBA basketball. I mean, baseball starts, but no one notices <laughs> until it's summer, and then that's the only thing that's on SportsCenter Top 10. Yeah. Yeah, totally. All right, so yep. <laughs> let's let's give an update on the dudes that are uh, racing for something else on the other side, the Tankathon. Got the Suns and the Grizzlies still in that tight battle for last place. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the Suns hanging strong with 19 wins. And then the Grizzlies just blowing it, absolutely <laughs> blowing it. They beat the Timberwolves earlier in the week. They just beat the Blazers with, with Damian Lillard being out because he had to see the birth of his child. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that, yeah, they're just – yeah, now they have – the uh, Suns have a two-game lead on the Grizzlies for that, for that uh, best spot in the lottery. Yeah, and the Atlanta Hawks still sitting with 21 wins – um somehow i don't know what happened here the utah jazz were totally in control of this game and somehow atlanta just came back and ended up stealing this from them (laughs) yeah like i don't know what they were thinking why did they do that that was at utah too it was pretty insane yeah that was to close off what would what was going to be the 
the softest part of their schedule where they win and they yeah. played like four out of their five games were against non-playoff teams. So I don't know why right. they, they did not take this win because like we just highlighted, their schedule to close this season now is not the softest in the world. And it's and there's high – it's obviously a consequential stretch to their, to their season too. And then they go and they blow yeah. this against the Atlanta Hawks. Yeah, really ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Dennis Schroeder just lit him up for 41 points that night. Wow. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the Jazz are giving us some lucky breaks as Clipper fans. We got them losing to the Hawks. They lost to the Celtics tonight without Kyrie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man, super lucky for us. Yeah. So let's just get some quick thoughts on some topics that we kind of missed out on last week. We got Tyron Lue stepping away from coaching with his with his health issues um, well, this is something that had been ongoing, but he felt like it was finally now enough to where he felt like he needed to finally just step away from coaching. What are your quick yeah. reactions to this? Um, I mean, I'm not surprised, honestly. You, <laughs> it's got to be the most stressful job in the world to try any semblance of coaching the greatest player this world knows yeah. right now. And th- I, I can imagine he's just really behind on stuff because he's he's a pretty young coach he's only 40 years old Mm -hmm. he's only six or seven years older than lebron (laughs) at this point so and you're talking about one of the greatest players in the nba compared to tyron (laughs) lu and uh that's gotta be so stressful and i'm sure he feels the stress of like i have to show what i'm made of and show that i'm not just lebron's puppet yeah even though we all think that he definitely is yeah and yeah, it's it sucks, sucks, man. I, I feel bad for the guy. It's just definitely wearing on him. Um, yeah, and, he's, and it's not clear exactly what it is. If it's more than stress that's ailing him, so yeah, hopefully he can come back soon, healthy. Yeah, this team needs him. I'm. I mean, we keep talking about the Cavs and what they've gone through, but this is and this is this was something we didn't mention earlier. Outside of the Kevin Love stuff, J.R. Smith, J.R. Smith just. Might as well have been gone too, but <laughs> yeah, and, for real. And then this the the big trade that occurred, and then Isaiah Thomas issues. Like, wow, LeBron James has been the only consistent force in that team. And if he hasn't been consistent, it's because his performances went from great to unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, and I mean, he was saying himself that he'd vote for himself as the MVP. I mean, hell and, yeah, I'd probably you know, vote for myself too. Yeah. Oh yeah, sure. If I if I was Kevin Looney, I'd vote for myself for MVP. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, he is LeBron, so you gotta give him a little more credit. Yeah, I mean, I didn't mean it in that way, but <laughs> I meant it as in like, yeah, I mean, LeBron knows what's going on every single day, day to day, as things change in that Cavalier locker room and the challenges yeah, that they're facing. For sure. But how about we yeah. give a shout out to Russell Westbrook becoming the first player to average four turnovers over the course of an entire NBA career? Well, at least up to this point, right? Yeah, it could. I think it's just gonna get worse from this point. <laughs> honestly, <laughs> these last two years are any indication. Uh, he had five point four turnovers on average last season, four point seven this year. That is well above the 4.0. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> we'll see, man. He, he's going to really have to step his game up at the end of his career if he <laughs> wants to lower that turnover number below 4. But, hey, hats off to you, man. Yeah. <laughs> you got some part of NBA history. Yeah, I always like look at Russell Westbrook and the nom- numbers he puts up, and I'm always like, man, how could there be somebody that that just hates his game? 
And then I realized, right. well, it's because of things like this. And then you watch right. him play sometimes. <laughs> Not he doesn't do it well. Yeah, he still has his rust moments. But earlier in his career too, he just have moments where you're just like, why? Why did you do that? Why did you not pass it? Or why did you go so hard and draw a charge in the middle of, in a crucial moment of the game or just take a random pull-up three in another crucial moment of the game when you had Kevin Durant or Paul George on the other side? (laughs) (laughs) Right, yeah. With the goods comes the bad. You can set records for the most triple doubles in a season and still get a crap ton this year too, but the turnovers have to be there too. (laughs) Yeah, so what about the the Warriors still looking beat up? I know we had that trivia question to start this thing off, but um, it looks like Kevin Durant is expected to come back um, on Thursday, tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow, which is tomorrow for us. Yeah. yeah, so tomorrow Kevin Durant will come back. So Quinn Cook, uh, Patrick McCall, <laughs> Kevin Looney, <laughs> JaVale <laughs> McGee, and Swaggy P. Swaggy P. Soon their moments of having their names yelled out on Oracle Arena to be on in the starting lineup will soon be over as hopefully some of these guys start coming back except for Steph Curry, which is this one's interesting. He'll be out at least through the first round of the playoffs with that ankle sprain. That's a, that's a scary one, man. Mm -hmm. None of these first round matchups outside of probably the the Rockets is going to be a gimme because of this. Yeah. Because Steph Curry being out, if they have to play, the Pelicans or the Clippers or the Jazz, like, that's dangerous. Yeah, I think the most dangerous team is the Utah Jazz. I yeah, I have a totally gut is. feeling that if Utah ends up playing against the Warriors, they're, they're going to push Steph. this. Yeah, without Steph, yeah. they're going to push this to at least six or seven games. And I don't want to say that they'll upset them, but if I had to put a number in there, I will put 10... 10 to 15% chance they upset this team. Small, but... That's that's a hell of a lot when you consider where we put the Warriors at the beginning of the season. Right. Or even like two months ago. That is true. So I think it's, it's there. Not very likely, but there is a glimmer of hope that if they get stuck with Utah, I think Utah could be the team that upsets them just because they have that that crazy defense and they got ready Rudy Gobert... <laughs> down there at center yeah, and they're no going to sl- stop Rudy. Yeah. And they're just going to, they're going to slow the pace down and they're going to throw Jay Crowder. Um, who else? Royce O'Neal, all these. <laughs> Royce, du- O'Neal. Royce O'Neal. <laughs> <laughs> we brought up Royce O'Neal in the podcast. Man, this guy plays with energy. He's going to chase him around. They're going to throw oh guys at gosh. Clay Thompson and, um, and Durant. And like, yeah. they're going to slow the hell out of this game down. And, and Joe Ingles, man, Joe Ingles, that dude can hit some shots sometimes. <laughs> Freaking slow-mo <laughs> Joe, man. Yeah. It, that, but, it, it's exciting uh, to think. Here we come. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I do. It's, it'll be an exciting playoff preview for sure if we get to see that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let, let's move on to a little bit more of the injury report here. Uh, we've touched on a few of these guys. Yeah. We'll just run quickly through them. Uh, Kyrie Irving missing three to six weeks now with that minor knee surgery he got. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Celtics are still winning. Um, they've still been plagued with injuries to Horford and Smart. Um, they have Jalen Brown back now, though, so that's good for them. But yeah. Kyrie being out for possibly that first round of the playoffs, maybe even farther into the playoffs, is a very scary prospect for this Celtics team that still has hopes to make it out of the East. Yeah. Tough, tough. We'll see how this goes. Mm-hmm. How about your man Milos? Milos out. Yeah. 
Yeah, Magic Milos, man. He he is starting to play very well. And then, of course, since he was playing very well, his plantar fascia flared up on him again. And now he's day-to-day, which means he'll probably be out for the rest of the regular season, man. which could mean he's out for the rest of the season if we don't make the playoffs. Yeah, that's true. I mean, the Clippers just somehow need to get like every the top trainers, physical. I don't know what they, they need to get a whole hospital in that Clippers locker room yeah, man, to keep this team together. For Clippers fans, <laughs> we can band together and pay for the best world-class health organization that money can buy. Cause it's cause these guys need it. Yeah. It just seems like <laughs> if somebody has bad breath one day, somebody in that <laughs> locker room is going to get hurt. <laughs> it's so sad. Cause it's definitely true. So, yeah. These guys just go down left and right. Uh, um, yeah, I'm I'm hoping that he only misses maybe one or two games. Yeah. Uh, ho- hopefully he came out of that game soon enough so where it didn't aggravate him too much. Yeah. But uh, J- Jimmy Butler, uh, moving on, he's got his right knee injury. Uh, he's still out indefinitely. Doesn't have a timetable to return yet. Um, he still hasn't been cleared for contact drills. Um, that's the next step in his uh, rehabilitation process. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll look to keep an eye on that. Yeah, uh, Mo Harkless for the Blazers, um, who honestly were one of the healthier teams um, out of all these Western playoff teams. He went down with a left knee injury uh, in their last game, so he's going to be reevaluated in two weeks after getting surgery on that. So, key role player for them. I'm not sure. What do you What do you think? Is this a pretty big blow for them? Um, I mean, he's a good he's a good player on that on that team. He's great on I mean he's an energy guy, he hits shots, good rotation player. He'll be missed, but 2 weeks isn't too bad. He's not going to make he's not a make or break type guy. I think the Trailblazers will still come out of the first round without well, Harkless or with a half yeah. half fit Harkless like if they get him back if he's fit and ready to go by the second round, I think this team should be good. Yeah, I mean Alf- Alfredo is still there. I mm-hmm. think he can fill Kind of a similar role, right? A little bit, a little smaller, but, um, but yeah, Kawhi Leonard. He's done. Kawhi Leonard. No, there's no <laughs> Kawhi Leonard in talk anymore. I don't even know. Yeah. He should be on an injury report. He he's <laughs> no new news. We have nothing. We have nothing for you guys. Yeah. We did a quick Google search and there was nothing. <laughs> <laughs> he's not coming back. It's it's over for the Spurs, and I think the spirit of this team is dead. And like I said, I, they're they're gonna be the one. On the outside looking in, and especially because of yeah. this guy, Lamarcus Aldridge, day to day with his knee injury against the Washington Wizards, he's going to be further. He's going to have a further evaluation, and it's possible that he might be out for the rest of what the Spurs have in their season. That would be yeah. If 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 he is out for the rest of the season, I would say that the Spurs will miss the playoffs. Yeah. Because they they would probably go like two and five or three and four to end the season, and I don't think that's going to be enough. No, they'd have to just cross their fingers that the Nuggets, Clippers, Utah don't do any better than that. <laughs> right? Yeah, and it's hard because yeah, I mean we already mentioned before that the Spurs are going to be playing the Clippers, mm-hmm. and I mean they'll be playing the Pelicans and the Thunder too, both teams that they're vying for position for, and those four to eight seeds. So. Yeah, I don't know. Not looking great for them. No, uh, but your boy John Wall is gonna be uh, traveling with the team right now on their road trip, and he could be ready to go as early as 
uh, tomorrow, which is Thursday, against the Pistons. There's a chance he plays. Yeah, they need this guy back, and they need to get him back into the swing of things if this team wants any shot of making any sort of noise in the playoffs. Because, I mean, they got good position there. Um, what are we look? What are they at the fifth seed currently? So uh, sixth seed. Sixth seed. Yeah. Yeah. If they want to climb into the fifth seed, this is such a weird team to me, though, because. <laughs> Even if they make that climb to the fifth seed, whether they're playing the Cavs or the 76ers or the Pacers, who maybe make a jump back up there, yeah. I think they're going to they're eliminated in the first round. They've got some chemistry issues going on um, between Marshawn Gortat and Bradley Beal and John Wall that have been playing yeah. out this season. We've talked about it earlier in, in some other previous podcasts, and it's gonna it's gonna be weird to see. I mean, the team hasn't done any hasn't really done worse since he's been out. Uh, they haven't done better, but they're, 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 they're just holding on very well. Yeah. They're just holding on. It, it'll be interesting to see how he gets played. He gets, uh, he gets put back into the lineup. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I love watching John wall play though. So mm-hmm. I, I'm excited. It'll be good for him to at least get a few regular season games in before the playoffs. Yeah. Um, so that he is ready for that first round, but yeah, I wouldn't count him out though, because John Wall is—he's a freaking baller, man. He like, is. Come playoffs, he can take over. That's true. We have yet to see that John Wall this season, though. He's shown glimpses, but uh, this is a little frustrating. I think he's been a frustrating player this uh, yeah. season. He—he he is. I'm sure he's just frustrated with the situation he's in. Like, seems like his teammates don't really care for him that much. Yeah, but Isaiah Thomas, here we go. Um, his hip injuries flared back up and. Looks like he's out likely for the rest of the season as he's gone out and gotten more second opinions on that hip. And it looks... Yeah, I think he's going to get surgery oh, he, on that. Yep. He got the surgery, yeah. right? Yeah. So he went yep. out and got second opinions and then looks like he opted in to go for to go for the surgery. Which I think it's a smart move on his, in his, on his part. I mean, if he wants to continue in the NBA, he was going to have to do something like that. Unfortunately for his case, because he did that, He's probably going to lose out on a lot of money this summer. I think the idea of him yeah. getting a mo- max contract like that's that's completely out the window and and I don't think he's going to get an offer even close to that. I think at this point he's probably worth somewhere between 15 to 20 and I don't think yeah, it's going to definitely not the max. Yeah, and it's not going to be a multi-year deal. It's teams are probably going to give him a year or two. And the Lakers I'm pretty sure will probably only offer a year. Yeah, oh, definitely. I think the only situation in which the Lakers resign him is LeBron and Paul George have already said no. Yeah. And the Lakers have to look towards 2019. They'll give him a, a KCP-style contract, one year, $18 million, one year, $20 million, whatever, something like that. Yeah. Which... Um, give him a chance to prove himself and hopefully find a, a more long-term, better deal somewhere in 2019. Yeah, and I don't have a problem with that. I think that's, that'll be the better option because I – I don't know how likely the Paul George and LeBron thing is coming. I like to think it's likely, but my yeah, intuition so tells me it's like uh, it's hard to bet on something like that. Oh yeah, totally. So it'll be something interesting to watch for the summer for sure. But yeah, it's just a bummer he couldn't finish out the season. Um, he was finally starting to find a little role for himself with the yeah. Lakers. I wish I wasn't. I really hope I wasn't the one that jinxed it. <laughs> I hope so too. Well, let's give a shout out to some people who have performed greatly this week. Uh Carl Anthony Towns, fifty six points, fifteen rebounds, nine for thirty two <sighs> shooting, six for eight from three. Oh. 
just crushing the Atlanta Hawks. Just manhandled them. <laughs> 56 points, 15 rebounds, dude. That's just ridiculous. It's hard to bet against a star like that. That's why I think the Timberwolves will still squeeze themselves into that playoff picture because of a dude like this. <laughs> just willing his way. Yeah. How about Trey Burke, though? This guy, 42 points, 12 yeah. assists, 19 for 31 against the Hornets. Shout out to this guy. I mean, he's found yeah, it, a spot in that Knicks in that Knicks lineup. Yeah, finally giving him those uh, extra minutes as a starter. It's it's too bad that you're not in the finals for fantasy basketball. That would have been a nice little uh, cash cow for you there. Yeah, I thought I was really betting on this guy. I was like, okay, Trey Burke is going to be that diamond in the rough to end this season off, and I picked him up. Ah, uh, but the New York Knicks for whatever <laughs> reason. Oh, well, apparently he was dealing with some soreness. And his arm or his hand or something. But the New York Knicks were just not giving him the minutes. But they finally gave that to him. They let go of the leash. And here he is putting good performances like this. Yeah, pretty awesome. How about Dwight Howard, though? Reviving his career. 32 points, 30 rebounds in that win against the New Jersey Nets. 30 freaking rebounds, man. (laughs) That's Shaq numbers right there. That's uh, that's the old Dwight um, Howard. I didn't. I didn't look this up. When when was the last thirty thirty game? Um, I thought. I think Hassan White's. No, not sure on that. I want. Yeah, I, I don't know. I want to say Hassan Whiteside had a game like that. But the thing is, though, Dwight Howard has somehow found the fountain of youth again and has rejuvenated his career. <laughs> Even though the right. the Hornets are just like. Not a good team. Dwight Howard has been like the the dude that the diamond in that in that locker room. He's been putting together yeah. some good performances. Not thirty thirties, but he's been putting some <laughs> some twenty fifteens consistently. Or uh, I think he had like a thirty. He had a thirty point game with twenty rebounds at some point this year too. Right. Yeah. I mean, he, he's been putting up good numbers, but it hasn't exactly been translating into wins for that team. But hey. These performances are definitely noteworthy. Good for him. Yeah. Uh, and then this last one here, my man, Scary Terry Rogier. <laughs> this guy puts up this cool. He's so cool, man. He puts up these numbers and like you never expect it from him. He's just Kyrie's backup. Yeah. That's what he is. <laughs> but hey, against the Kings earlier this week, he uh, 12 for 16 shooting with 8 of 12 of that being from three uh, for a total of 33 points. Five rebounds, three assists, and five steals. <laughs> I wonder if um, so. This was against the Sacramento Kings. So yeah. I wonder if whenever if we ever like look at all the best performances of the week that we've chosen, how many of them are against the Kings, the Nets, <laughs> the Hawks, <laughs> or the Hawks. Memphis Grizzlies? Uh, probably like ninety percent. <laughs> It's like you just know that it's coming because of their yeah. matchup. But <laughs> yeah, usually you can just check those games to find to find these best performances. <laughs> yeah, but how about the dudes, the teams? The dudes are the teams on the other side. Worst performance of the week. I mean, you got to go. give it to the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, yep. <laughs> I don't even know what would be the right hyperbole or adjective to describe this. Oh, I think annihilated is the perfect word. <laughs> 140 to 79, the fifth worst loss in NBA history, the largest since 1998. Yeah, that's this was an absolute curb stomping. 
Yeah. I think on the flip side of this, we didn't even mention Kemba Walker had just an amazing game in this game. That's true, yeah. The, he had like 46 points through three quarters. It was it was absurd. Yeah, I guess that's what happens when you have who Kobe Simmons, Briante <laughs> Weber. Uh, Briante. <laughs> Dylan Brooks is not bad, but he only got 16 minutes this game, so I got to assume most of the guarding was they done just, by these guys. Well, they just got blasted away so early they're just like yeah screw it we're not you know guys don't need to play today yeah what a sad performance by the memphis grizzlies i mean we can just pick and choose some of these guys like um i mean just stick with kobe simmons here 25 minutes one for five 20 percent shooting <laughs> one turnover a plus or minus of negative 32 yeah what else? This guy, Jarrell Ger- Martin. Jarrell Martin? Yeah. We'll go with Jarrell Martin. Jarrell Martin. Five, five of 15, uh, four turnovers, you know. <laughs> like, I don't even know who that is. I don't <laughs> think you should be allowed to get four turnovers in a game if I've never heard of you in the playing in the NBA before. Yeah. Jarrell Martin is, is okay. He's an okay player. He just he did you have a bad day. Do you know who Jarrell Martin is? I do. I actually do know who Jarrell is. Why do you know this? I mean, I just I kind of keep up with the Memphis Grizzlies here and there. <laughs> but I don't really know too much about these. But here's the main point, though. Memphis Grizzlies just getting annihilated by the Hornets. And they actually have some decent players here. I mean, they didn't have Marcus Saul, but they... I mean, Mario yeah, Chalmers was out there. Tyreek Evans was out there. Jermichael Green was out there. Dylan Brooks... Like for you guys, you're calling all of these guys good players. Well, they're and they at least belong in the NBA. Uh, I don't know, man. I really don't know if Jamichael Green belongs. In the NBA. <laughs> I really don't know if Mario Chalmers belongs in the NBA anymore. I mean, he's a former NBA champion. Like he's oh, he, stop. He has some <laughs> value. No, no, stop. But what I do mean is, this team not only got killed, but they got killed from the moment that ball went up to, <laughs> <laughs> like like there was no hope and for them to go down like this is st- embarrassing it's so embarrassing like i will you know people always make jokes like when there's a bad team like oh would the ncaa champions have beaten this M- this terrible nba no. team <laughs> i don't think that happens here but no. if you take tyreek evans mario chalmers and you put the same amount of effort and spirit that this team came out with, I think it's not possible (laughs) that they win, but it's possible that this college team might not be that far off of them when that first half ends. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Man, poor Grizzlies, dude. Yeah. But on... And then, yeah, just one last uh, bad performance. We got to throw in Lonzo Ball in there, of course. Man. (laughs) In <laughs> a three-point loss to the Pelicans, going two for 15 shooting, one for 12 from three-pointer, is just not going to cut it. Uh, there's going to be more games like that. Like It's so <laughs> funny and blatantly obvious just how teams just give him that three-pointer, just like beg him to shoot it. And it just, I mean, it, you got to shoot it. <laughs> I mean, you got to shoot it, I yeah. guess. <laughs> man what happened though like when he came back from that injury he was shooting so well and then now we're just like what happened to him he's just back to old lonzo yeah i mean it goes back remember i said what's more likely lonzo ball finds his shot back or lebron james <laughs> that billboards get lebron james to come yeah to LA. <laughs> that's yeah that's still it's looking like the billboards are <laughs> more likely at this point yeah so 
we'll see how that plays out at the end. But uh, how about this to finish off the the podcast? How would you talk about this uh, Fortnite addiction that's spreading through the NBA? I, yeah, I mean, I, I just thought this was like kind of interesting story. We don't have to get too far into, but yeah, I mean, you, you heard of the game Fortnite? I have heard of it, but I still don't have any idea it's what just it like is. A, I don't know. It's like a free for all call of duty style kind of thing i honestly am not very good with it either my roommate plays it a lot but yeah basically a bunch of nba players are just addicted to this game um terrence ross on the magic being the leading uh the leading man in this whole thing basically considering himself a professional Fortnite player on the side (laughs) um and he won't even let some of his teammates play with him because he's not they're not good enough i wonder if it and it's huh i was gonna say i wonder if it pays better than his current profession <laughs> you know some dude some of these esports man they, they they make a good amount of money like these league of legends players yeah <laughs> but yeah i mean you got you got josh hart saying that he hooked up with larry nance jr um when they when he came back into la to play against the lakers and they just played Fortnite all night <laughs> and yeah I, I guess yeah these these uh supposed jocks the jocks are now also the nerds <laughs> so 2018 has brought us full circle <laughs> nice so here's a question um is the warrior situation to win the championship looking a lot better than clay thompson looks in this cover of slam magazine so much better <laughs> <laughs> you've seen this photo right yes i am looking at it oh now. my gosh it is he is such a meme yeah he he is a complete meme i'm gonna link this in the description of facebook and on soundcloud for you guys listening this this is just you have to see this photo it's (laughs) the most clay thompson photo you can possibly get (laughs) i love it all right thanks everybody for tuning in that's the second stringers nba podcast don't forget to tune in weekly um and check us out on soundcloud tune in itunes google play We're everywhere. Thanks, everybody. We're everywhere. (laughs) Have a good night, guys. See you next week.